Welcome to Doc Talks, brought to you from NerdWorks Media. Welcome back to Doc Talks, where I doc talk. I can't get used to saying that. A NerdWorks production. I'm glad everybody is coming out to see these and uh, start sharing. It's officially a podcast on Apple Podcast, as well as Spotify for now. I hope you guys enjoyed the series so far. D&D is a game that's near and dear to my heart, and I love it very much. And I, I hope that you guys do, too. It's... um. Fun is the best way to put it. I, I just, you could do so much with it. Let's jump right into this. We're going to do abilities and skills today. We got 45 minutes, so let's see what we can do for this. If you're listening to this on a podcast later on, I stream this on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash imdmdoc every 3.15 p.m. Pacific uh, every Tuesday before my Chasing the Horizon game. So, Hi. Uh, this week we're going to go over skills and abilities. I already said that. Uh, big disclaimer. Rule zero is still in effect. Rule zero is simple. Rule zero is the DM is always right. Rule one is always if the rules are, or if the rules disagree with the DM, see rule zero. I am one humble DM. I run my games. I understand how the rules are written. I have my own table rules. All these things really do exist. Every DM has a reason for doing what they do. And just because it's in the rules doesn't mean that the DM has to do it that way. A lot of us just either trying to get our feet wet and we're trying to understand. We're doing table rules. We have different things. We're just going to go through the rules as written. A lot of what we're going to talk about today is in Chapter 7 or page 173 of the Player's Handbook. And uh, we're going to try to shorten it a bit to make it easy on you. So here is the character that we've been building together on the stream. Uh, Oral is a bard, if you remember, Bard of Whispers. But we're going to just bring this up so we can see the skills and abilities. Abilities are the six to the side over there on the left. That's strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. The skills are underneath the saves. So... In the second column, it goes name, inspiration, proficiency bonus, saving throws, and then the skills. So in they have them in alphabetical order on every page that I've had. Um, some of the custom ones separate them according to their abilities that they're associated with and so forth. We're going to jump right into this. All right. So we see the first one for abilities is strength. This is your physical prowess of your PC. It's how strong they are. This ability has a few things. First, um, if if you're a DM, this is a big. If your DM is big on resource management, this is important because it tells us how much weight we can carry. The rules say it's 15 times our strength score. Our strength score here is eight, um, so he can carry 120 pounds of items. Oral can. We don't have to worry about that a ton because Oral's not going to be carrying a ton. It's not what he does. Plus, if we got a cool DM, we're going to have uh, 
bag of holding early on. This is all on DM. Resource management can be fun for certain people. I will tell you right now, it's not for me. It also lets us understand what we can pull, drag, or lift, according to the rules. This is 30 times our strength score. So judging by Oral here, who has eight, that allows me to do 270 pounds. I can lift, drag, or pull 270 pounds worth of stuff. If I want to jump high, a high jump, standing still is two plus my strength modifier, which is negative one. Oral can jump one foot, and uh, that's okay. If he moves 10 feet, he can long jump, uh, which is an athletics check to see if you can do it. Or it's just half as far in your standing long jump. There's some stuff to this. The rules are iffy, but I would stick to the DC stuff. But it would let me know, do I have that accomplishment? The cool part is, is Oral does have athletics, so we're going to be okay when it comes to that kind of check-in. It also could define, like, how muscular your character is, but that's not, like, a permanent... Your character can be stronger than they look. It is okay. This is a game not based in physics, but physics enough, I guess, is the best way to put it. Physics adjacent is what some people would say. I wouldn't put too much stock in, oh, I have a 15 strength score, so I'm really cut and ripped. Oral, I don't see him as fat. He's very thin made, but he has muscle mass. Eights, even though it's a negative one, and everybody looks at this sometimes more game-wise than they do like the reality of it, is he's a little bit below average in strength. It's not a big deal. He's not weak. As we said, he can carry 120 pounds of gear and just walk around with it. He's fine. I know guys in the army that couldn't do that. So we're going to move on to dexterity in our role here. Uh, this is your agility. Hello, Burning Bird friend. Uh, our agile, how quickly we move, how quietly we move, how your reflexes and balance are. Uh, these are all dexterity. This usually affects your armor class as well and uh, also your initiative. So when you're thinking about your character as a whole, how fast they react is very, very important when it comes down to it. Constitution, health and stamina. This would be like, can you eat bad meat, right? Can you not get sick off of it? Um, I'm in a game right now where a few of the characters got pregnant because consequences. And they roll constitution saving scores or constitution saves right now because they are at that trimester. And trust me, it gets real technical in my games when you play with nurses, people in the medical field and uh, people who do a lot of research and a few of us that have children. It's funny on how close it is to being the truth with us uh, with that. But that's a constitution thing. This also adds to your hit points. Um, when we were building this character, you remember that my third highest score I stuck in Constitution. There was a reason for that because I wanted that one. I, I Eventually, I want to have more hit points, um, and we will talk about that in later episodes. You want to drink ale really fast, not get drunk or not have it affect you? This is, what, this is the score you want to have something a lot of uh, points at. You want to go without sleep? You want to roll con saves for that? You want to hold your breath? You could do all that. It's all con-related. It's not holding your breath, per se. They call it suffocating, but you can last one plus your con modifier in minutes. 
So according to my sheet, Oro can hold his breath for two minutes. If I jump into the water off of, off of the ship, I have two minutes of air. Excuse me, I have two minutes before I need air. Have you all jumped in a pool and tried to hold your breath for two minutes? I can do it, but I dive and I do breathing. I try not to use as much tank, so I do breathing training. I can get close to two minutes, but it's effective. And it's just what it is. It's a good time. Your character, think about that. The least amount of time that you can have is 30 seconds, so it doesn't matter. And remember what we talked about last time, even if you have like a con score of negative two, you can't get negative hit points when you level up. So don't worry about that. Normally, talk to your DM. Uh, intelligence, this is book smarts, recalling information, rhetoric, arguing with people. Uh, in essence, you could do a lot of stuff with intelligence. It's not like super nerdy in the thought process of that, but I'm trying to explain this better. You want to try to communicate to a creature who can't talk with you. You, you use intelligence roles to try to communicate with that creature. You want to try to forge a document. That also is an intelligence role. If you want to remember or recall information, that is as well. These are all intelligence based. It's not just how well you read a book, but how well you can recall the information from that book. The opposite, not opposite, the brother or sister of that is wisdom. And that's how intuitive you are. So if you can recall information, wisdom's more like how you read people or how street smart you are. You want to know somebody's lying, that's wisdom. You want to track and hunt food in the forest, that's wisdom. These, that's what wisdom base is. It's the ability, your intuition, where your intelligence is more recall. And then we get to charisma. I want to pause here because a lot of people use this as a dump stat, but then when they play the game, oh, my character would recognize, they would see stuff like that. Charisma is how well you relate to somebody. This is not how you look, just to be really clear. It doesn't matter what you, your looks do not affect your charisma per se. So if you have a low charisma, it doesn't mean that you're an ugly person. Charisma is more... Again, this is so un, 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 um, underrated by min-maxers. But I wouldn't dump this stat for RP. Also, it does some really cool things. But we'll get into those with the skills, because that's where it's going to be more important. Each of these skills, like I said, or each of these abilities are associated to skills. We could backtrack. Uh, and we might even repeat a little bit in this next section when we talk about skills. But... Just know that everything defines how well your character does in things. This is why I like Standard Array, which I started off this whole series talking about. Because I have an 8 in strength. Again, he's not hes not weak. He really isn't. I mean, it, carrying 120 pounds, lifting 270 pounds. These are not easy tasks. But he can do them. To start about these skills... I want to be clear again, this is a book of rules and your DM might have a different reason for your checks. Let them decide what your checks should be. I do encourage you if you have a normal or veteran or seasoned DM to be like, hey DM, I'd like to roll a blank for blank and let them decide if that's the right role or not. It's okay. It's actually how the rules are written. And despite popular belief and a DM can run their table however they want to, there is no such thing as a crit fail or a crit save with checks. 
The checks are just what they are. I, as a DM, know if you're proficient um, that you can't really fail in something that you've been trained in or proficient, but you might not be really, really good at it in the role. So even though you roll a natural one, I'm looking this over just to see. Okay, so I have a five in performance and I'm trained in performance. That means if I roll a natural one, it's a six. Well, some DMs will be like, what's a six level performance? And they'll describe it. Me as a DM, I know that you're proficient in performance when you go to roll it. You don't have a bad performance, but if you roll a natural one and it's a six, it's not the best. You missed a couple of notes, but you're a performer. Nobody can tell but you and maybe some other performers. People, I think, overrate this. You can't... How did Mike put it at the beginning of ours? I kind of like that. Like You can try to fly and you can roll for it, but even if you get a natural 20, gravity still works. You can't fly. It is what it is. So don't use this as, oh, I got a natural 20. So like, uh, what was the, the old one I heard? Somebody told me in one of their campaigns that they got a natural 20 on a perception check. So the DM said that they saw a bunch of giants sitting around a table with different writing apparatuses and pencils. And they came to the realization that they were just a character. It's kind of crazy, but I think the DM got his point, which is, yeah, good. You rolled a 20. Here's what you have in the game. This is just reality. You can't, again, I'm, I can't stress it enough. You can't do the impossible. I'm not going to push on that one too much. It's just an ability score is an ability score is an ability score. No crit fail, no crit success. Let your DM decide what's going to happen. Sometimes we just use that number to weave the tale that we're telling at that point. You were going to make it anyways, no matter what. So let's talk about some of our deck space ones. We're going to start with acrobatics. Uh, again, this is staying on your feet in tricky situations. That's straight out of the book. That's what it says, but I think it's the best definition for this. Um, it's also something that can be used for avoidance. And when somebody goes to grapple you, to grab you, again, remember, this is staying on my feet in a tricky situation. If somebody goes to grab me, I can get out of the way, stay on my feet, and not be grappled using acrobatics. That's kind of what that meant. This is also like doing actual acrobatics. If you want to try to do flips and stuff like that in the game, obviously they're going to ask for an acrobatics check. We'll see how well it goes. And that is what it is. Uh, we have sleight of hand. Sleight of hand is exactly what it sounds like. Don't know how to stress this enough. We've had a couple of jokes over time about what sleight of hand is, but hey, don't get wrapped up. It is what it is. It's just like if you want to do a card trick, you roll a sleight of hand. You want to try to steal something from somebody, that's a sleight of hand. And again, the same as stealth. Stealth is stealth. How stealthy can you be? I want to point out that you don't like disappear and turn into the ether and like nobody sees you. If you hide where you are, now you're in front of a rock and you duck behind the rock. Even if you roll 38 or 47 or some high stupid number later on, the enemy knows you're behind the rock. Just because you can't be seen behind the rock doesn't mean that they don't have a brain and know you're behind the rock. Keep that in mind. Some people kind of get that one mixed up sometimes. Constitution doesn't have any. Sorry, it has the important things. How well you can hold your breath. Can you eat bad food? Do you get poison, saves, hit points? There's no skill association with con unless your DM has made up some, which is absolutely fine. It's in their press room. Intelligence and wisdom, these two have the most. Let's go ahead and get these guys out of the way. So we're going to talk about some intelligence ones. Arcana. Arcana lets you recognize sigils. Um, a DM can use a really high DC to see if you recognize what a spell is going to be. That's fine. 
more this is like recalling lore about spells, magic items, sigils, planes, tradition, those kind of things. That's actually how it's written in the book. It's knowing the lore about these things. Not necessarily like, oh, I, I recognize that spell. Even though you can use it as a higher one. And you can use it for other roles too. Again, your DM might decide that an arcana is more appropriate. If you're trying to identify certain creatures, Arcana is the one, well, in older versions used to be the one. I'm not, I think it still is in 5e. I'd have to look that up. I do apologize. Uh, We're going to jump over to history. This is what you can remember about what you read and heard about. Not like knowing a history because of no reason. This happens a lot in games like I know the history of because I'm from. Not necessarily. And even if you have a high roll, no. But if you're proficient and you took it as a skill, well, you've read up. And, you know, from an area that you're in, the history check might be lower. We as DMs will decide that on your player and your backstory, which is why your character's backstory is very important to us. We don't want you to make it up on the fly to help with the checks. We kind of want to know because we want you to be able to be that source of information, your character anyways, during the game. Uh, investigation okay investigation and perception are the two that get the most mixed up and the two that in my experience as a dm people don't understand so investigation this is looking around trying to find something looking for a clue um, looking for something that's hidden uh, like a secret door switch perception will help you see the secret door perception is looking around and seeing things that are out of place investigation is figuring out why it's out of place It's one of those that you look into uh, investigation versus perception. And somebody tried to explain it one day to me, and it kind of made sense. has a little off. Perception is what I see in my environment. Investigation is what I go try to find in my environment. And again, this is where we're going to trust the DM to tell us which one. Don't just ask for the one that's higher. Your DM knows exactly what you're doing. Make a good case for it. This also does cover like if you're researching or or going through tomes to find information is an investigation check as well. Nature is nature. Which plants can help with healing? Which ones can help make, you know, with a, a disease or a toxin? The natural cycle of the seasons, how the animals react in those, et cetera. That's a nature check. It's nothing grandiose again your dm can use these to be like oh you can roll in nature to understand the area and nature that they're in make their game a little bit more like that there's nothing wrong with that but it isn't what it is normally religion this is another one this isn't to recall religions if religions are known everybody knows about them this is about like remembering secret cults hierarchy of different churches i think you get the picture that's the religion role it's not to recall though it can be used to recall semi-remembered or almost forgotten religions in the campaigns that you're playing in it is kind of important but it's not so much important to take like uh, i'm a cleric so i have to take religion not necessarily talk to your dm so that gets us through all of our intelligence ones Now we're going to get into our wisdoms. So the first one's animal handling. (laughs) Can't stress this. This is not controlling an animal per se. But 
you want to roll an animal handling to pet the hellhound and you roll high, I'm going to tell you that you know you should not pet the hellhound because animal handling. However, you want to ride a horse, move a carriage, calm down a domesticated animal, know if you should pet a domesticated animal. Those are animal handling rules. Though I said they're not, and it's more so because I know what the rules are written, it doesn't mean that your DM can't use those. Let them understand it, but do respect your DM. Medicine. This has multiple ones. And one that people forget is you can use a medicine check to stabilize a dying person in battle. Absolutely. There's a DC associated to this. And let's just say you don't want to use one of your precious healing potions and you don't have any magic to do so. You still have that ability with a medicine kit and a medicine check. You can stabilize your buddy. It is that simple. Um, You want to know the specific rules on that? Ask your DM. There are rules as written, but I think a lot of DMs do this differently. So even talking about that rule is not always the best. Perception. Again, remember this one gets mixed up with uh, investigation. But to put plainly, can you see it from where you are? Right. So you can make a perception check to see something. But if it's miles away, you're not going to see it. You might see the shadow of it in a perception check. If someone's trying to steal your stuff, perception check. Uh, You want to listen to where somebody is in a cave? Perception check. You want to find that secret door? Perception check. But remember, you still need an investigation to find the trigger and open it. Anyways, as the rules are written, your DM might do something different. Perception is one of the few on the page as you look at the bottom of what I have here. Hi, Wednesday. You'll see that there is a passive wisdom perception score. That is what you notice every day. How hard it would be to steal from you is a better way to put that, because that's what it's used a lot in, but that's what it is. Survival is the last in this one, or again, can I hunt in this area? That's a survival check. Can I find my way out of a terrain? Even do I think I can predict how good the weather is going to be? These are all survival checks. It is can be used for other things, absolutely. But just remember that is the purpose of it as rules is written. All right, the last one's charisma. Remember, I'm talking this one up. So let's add a couple of skills that go to this. There's deception. Deception is what it is. How well can I lie? I want to play dumb when I hear something spoken. Deception check. I want to lie about who I am. Deception check. These are just what it is. And it's charismatic, right? So... (laughs) If we want to try to lie, we have to be semi-charismatic in our lie, even though we can roll this without that and boom, get a really high score, be a terrible liar character, but who just so happened to lie right this time. Intimidation, threatening. It's just what it comes down to. It's getting information out of somebody. It could be used to back down a fight. It could be used to threaten somebody to get something you want to stop something to settle things down it's really a diplomacy thing even though it's a negative diplomacy it does have that which means when you think negative in this game just remember everything has consequences so whether it's a positive or negative version of it it still has consequences and then performance this is people use it as playing an instrument but it's not playing the instrument itself this is what i wanted to get to This is reading the room to know what song they'd want to hear. 
This is being able to Lindsey Sterling around while I'm playing my viol or my flute or whatever. Can I dance around? That's performance check. If I'm proficient with an instrument, I can play the instrument. Your DM might be different. Again, I've seen it. Even Matt Mercer's had people roll for that. However, it's just a matter of if my character knows how to play it, I don't need a roll to play it, but I do need a roll to decide what kind of music I'm playing and reading the room of people and how well they might like it. And then there's persuasion. Persuasion is influencing or even manipulating people around you. It doesn't have to be negative. You can't, you know, you don't always have to be like, ooh, you know, peer pressure persuasion. But sometimes it's just saying the right things at the right time to get somebody to see your point. These are great. The skills in general all have a purpose. And again, remember what I told you before, dump stats. A lot of people use charisma as a dump stat. I really highly recommend you don't do that unless your character just is not charismatic in your head. Let's do a little bit on saves. So when do you use saves over checks over skills, right? You use saves when bad things are happening to you and you respond. I don't know how to put it any better. I'm pretty sure that's how the player's handbook puts this. Saves are things that you need to do. Skills are things that you're encouraged to do. And I don't know how to say that better. <laughs> it is what it is. And every save is different. Um, so I will get to this because I'll repeat this later on. But uh, we've had it come up a couple of times. When somebody has to roll a save against your spell, the spell says what kind of save they need to make, but the DC doesn't change. The DC is still your spell DC. So if you look on the third sheet of any character sheet, on the spell sheet, on the top, in the middle, it says the DC. That is the difficulty class. That's literally what DC means. And I can explain that a little bit because it's important. So what is DC? That is difficulty based on how easy or hard something is. Like I said, it's called difficulty class. Uh, and it's re represented as numbers in this game. Those numbers have meaning. <laughs> most DMs most DMs are not making the numbers up as they go. But here they are. From 1 to 5 is something easy. <clears throat> Usually they use a DC 5. They do them in increments of 5 in the book. But some of us know that sometimes it's in between. So something's a DC five and we try to do it again, performance. If it's a really easy crowd for me, I don't even have to roll. Cause even if I roll a natural one, I'm above what I need to be to beat this. And remember in DCs, just like AC, well, I shouldn't say remember, hey, this might be the first time you're hearing this. If it meets, it beats. So if something needs to beat your DC and it meets your DC, it beat your DC. It's always below whatever that number is. 6 to 10 is something that's easy, but not very easy. Uh, 11 to 15 is your medium difficulty. Um, most people trying to do this could do it, like if they concentrate on it. That's the thought process of it. But it's not like a give me. Hard is 16 to 20. This is where the good stuff starts coming in. I will let you all know that it is true. The higher the risk, the higher the reward. <laughs> but don't be afraid to fail either. Because awesome stories come from failures. 21 to 25 is very hard. Even the most trained person has a hard time doing this. That's what it means. Think of this as um, the bet you can't do it twice thing. Have you ever done something? Think about this. Like throwing a card. 
tried to throw something in a trash and something miraculous happened. It, it went around the top of the trash can and it stopped right on the edge. Perfectly. Didn't fall in. Something along the lines of that. Hard is, yeah, I bet you can't do that again. <laughs> or very hard, excuse me. And that is going to be our uh, 21 to 25s. And of course, our 26 to 30 pluses are nearly impossible or improbable situations. This is where that natural 20 thing comes in. If something's improbable and I let you roll, but I don't check your sheet, and let's just say you have a plus two to it, and you roll a natural 20, it's still 22. If the DC is a 26, you failed. That's because it's nearly impossible to know or do whatever it is you're trying to do. It doesn't mean that I'm not trying to encourage you. And I do encourage DMs to give more, encourage their players, whatever you want to say. So because when you get a natural 20, that's not an easy feat. And you got a natural 20, you have a 5% chance of getting a natural 20, just like you have a 5% chance of getting a natural 1 on a D20. It's just what it is, simple mathematics. But what I said was a nat 20 doesn't mean that you can do it, just like a natural 1 doesn't mean that you can't do it. You want to jump and time it right to make the roll off of a roof. You're a rogue. Sure, that's a DC 17 dex check. You try that same thing from a fourth floor. Well, I'm going to move that up to a DC 30, possibly higher dex check. If you have a plus five dex, the highest you can roll is a 25, which means don't jump out of the four-story building or you're going to take 4d6 of damage. Again, I was talking about the passive perception earlier, but it isn't the only one that we can passive. We can passive anything that you can do normally. Do you have passive investigation? Well, when we talk about feats in a couple weeks here, because it has been requested, we're going to talk about observant. Observant gives us a passive investigation. It exists. It really is a thing. You can passive anything if you can explain it, I guess, is the best way to do that. And all a passive skill, like passive perception means is well let's take passive perception what does that mean it means catching something out of the corner of your eye right i i told you hey did that lady look at you maybe is it high enough did that thief try to take your coin which i tried to explain earlier dms encourage your players to play if they put their hand on the coin pouch to keep it safe the rule says to give them advantage what does that mean in this instance it's not like they get disadvantaged double dice rolls this is the old or shall we say the cover advantage, disadvantage, which is if you put your hand on your coin pouch to keep it safe, of course you're going to get a plus five advantage to you, your passive perception. My passive perception on oral is an 18. If I put my hand on my, on my pouch, it's a 23. It means I, people aren't going to be able to steal from me. Makes sense to me. Just like if they don't say they're doing it and they're talking to a bunch of people, there's disadvantage, which is a negative five. Knock yourself out. Have some fun with it. It isn't. It's just the story of what it is. I could do a whole lot of things on stealing, but we're not going to do that today. <laughs> Be careful at your table when somebody makes a perception roll and you go and, and you hear the number and then you go, well, can I make a perception roll? Would you have made that perception roll if they made it? In one of the streams, I asked the question and I was joking around, but it, it really is one of the questions I ask when somebody says, hey, who's got the highest perception? I will ask in real life, hey, anybody at my table, what's your real life perception score? Nobody can answer that. I don't have an assigned perception score. And I'll be honest with you, mine fluctuates because I wear glasses. should be wearing them right now. Now that you mention that, let me up my perception score here. 
There we go. I think we've covered skills and, and abilities. You're more than welcome to go over to my Discord server or the Follyform Discord server and ask questions generally about this kind of stuff. I will answer them the best that I can. There's also a million people in there who, not a million, I shouldn't say that. There's maybe 101, and I think I have 15 of mine, where, who will be willing to answer your questions. There will be times where you can't make a role because you're not trained in it. These are important things too. Or if you're going to assist somebody, usually there's like that rule status. And it all depends on how much your DM is set on the rules that are being used. How hard and fast they are in the rules. Every DM is different. Every DM is different at different times. Everything, sometimes it just makes sense. Sometimes we want to see the role. Try it. That is the key of this game. People get scared when a DM's like, oh, well, you can try. It doesn't mean you can't, and it's not the Matt Mercer, oh, well, you can certainly try and see how bad this might end up. Try stuff. The good stories are the bad roles, not the good roles. I got a couple minutes. I just want to talk about one thing that I kind of was thinking about this week, and that's um, some people play this game to try to destroy the story that's written, right? We... And there's nothing wrong with it as long as it's a discussed gameplay and this boundary has been assisted. Or, or discussed, excuse me. So this boundary would be ruining or trying to do really obscenely weird or what some people call dumb things in the game. DMs spend a lot of time, especially in homebrew world, to design a story and a place for you to tell your story in it. I encourage you to want to do things in my world. But if your whole goal is to destroy my world, you've become a toxic player at my table. A lot of times people forget that the DM is a person too. And though we want you to have fun, we want you to have fun in our world. Please be mindful of that. I'm not telling you not to have fun. What I am telling you, though, is if you want something to exist that doesn't exist and you talk to the DM and the DM has a reason why something doesn't exist, please don't tell the DM, well, I'd like to invent such a thing. It's hard. I get it. And sometimes DMs do things. Some games are low magic or no magic games. I played in those. I didn't know if I was going to like them, but I'll be honest, I liked them. They were a lot of fun. Some people aren't like that. Please don't be mean to your DMs. Sometimes it's funny. And and if that's the group you've got, please continue to be that group. Have fun with it. But if you're doing it to be malicious, remember that your DM is a person. And they put a lot of time and thought into the game. They're doing it for you to have fun. Respect them. Respect all the other players. And that's all I have. As you guys go upon your nerding gaming way, love one another. Please want to love one another. And as always, keep it nerdy and live your dreams. Bye. Later.
This has been a NerdWorks production.